Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's magical episode of Player's Spellbook. This is a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons & Dragons, starting with the spells in the 5th edition Player's Handbook. We go through them alphabetically all the way from cantrips to 9th level spells to discuss their uses for both players and Dungeon Masters to elevate the magic of your game. My name is Derek, I'm joined this week by Mr. Tim, and this is the Detect Magic episode. Wow, so formal. So formal. <laughs> I, I figured it's time that we bring the level of professionalism of this show back up. Yeah, for sure. I think people listen to us for hard, hard-cutting <laughs> D&D news, and they expect us to be uh, the peak of professionalism. Yeah, that's why you called me Mr. Tim. Mr. Tim, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm glad you picked up on that. Yes. I, I figured we should, uh, we should start going by... Uh, All right. All right, more, more impressive sounding titles. Hmm, there you go. All right, well, why don't we go ahead and read the description of the spell, because uh, I can't maintain this level of, uh, of quality for much longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Detect Magic is a first level divination spell. It's a ritual spell. Uh, casting time is one action. The range of self in the area is 30 feet. Components are verbal and somatic, and the duration is up to 10 minutes, and it requires concentration. It says, for the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. And it is available to everybody. Artificers, bards, clerics, druids, paladins, rangers, sorcerers, wizards. Uh, and then you get it automatically with the Arcana Domain Cleric and the Oath of the Watchers Paladin. Okay, I said everyone, but sorry warlocks, I guess. You're, you're out. Unless you get that special book, then you can get it. Yes, if you take the Book of Ancient Secrets, because this is a ritual, you can count this as one among them, which I suspect is why it's not on the Warlock spell list normally. It makes the Book of Ancient Secrets a little more special. But also, if you take the Eldritch Sight, Eldritch Invocation, you can cast Detect Magic at will without expending a spell slot. There you go, Warlocks. You still can get it. Everyone gets it. So you can still get it, and in fact, you can get it in a way that's better than everybody else, (laughs) because it's at will for you. That's pretty impressive. Read the spell this time. I was, I noticed for the first time that the object or creature has to be visible. So yes, that's an interesting corner case. Like, what happens if we're talking about a like invisible creature? I think you, you can detect the presence of magic. Think, I don't think you can detect it. Well, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you, and if you sense magic, then you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature. Oh, so you could sense, you could sense that there's something magic there, but you wouldn't you could be sense able something to tell invisible, what But you wouldn't of... be able to use the follow-up action to focus on it, is my understanding. That is so weird. That's such a weird yeah. thing. It's, it's, a, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird corner case. So you so could... Know that there's an invisible creature there, mm-hmm. but you couldn't like replicate the effects of fairy fire to actually like see a visible aura around it. You would need fairy fire for that. Yeah. So you. So this lets you know if there is an invisible creature within thirty feet of you, but nothing 
beyond that yeah. would would be my understanding. Yeah, so like it would help for tracking, like you'd be able to know where it is, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to like it wouldn't negate the disadvantage if you were trying to hit it with an attack or something or grapple it or something like that. Yes. Yeah, I think that would be my that would be my call on it as a DM. Maybe other DMs would feel differently, or maybe other DMs just wouldn't care about the visible line and visible creatures. Um, I would imagine that that also affects like hiding. Like if your rogue has, say, magic armor and hides, and somebody casts detect magic, this doesn't automatically let them know where your rogue is. It might let them know that somebody, right, you know, wearing magical stuff is nearby, but not exactly where. Right. Okay, I guess. Yeah, which is cool and kind of creepy. Mm -hmm. I I imagine as a player, it would be pretty nerve-wracking for your DM to be like, you sense magic within 30 feet of you, but you don't see anything. But would you know, like, if it says sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you, would you know exactly, could you pinpoint it, like, where it is? Or is it just like, you sense that there's some magic around? You just get, like, a little Yeah, I would say you sense... I w- again, this is my call as a DM. I'm, I'm different. DMs may decide differently, but I would say you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. Okay. And if that magic is invisible, then that's all the information you get. Oh, okay. So you don't exactly know. Okay. Yeah, because so you, you don't can exactly use your... know where it is or what it is, because that's the kind of information that using your action as a follow up to see the faint aura. That's the kind of information that gives you. Uh, that shows you where it is and what school of magic Where it is, is and what it is. Yeah, what school of magic it is. Interesting. So, yeah, I would say it's all, the, the spell almost works in, in two parts, where the first action is, is there magic within 30 feet of me? Mm-hmm. And then if yes, then you can take a follow-up action to learn more about it by observing its, um, observing its aura. Crazy. So weird. Getting away from the invisibility corner cases, I think this is this is again a super situational spell, uh, but can be awesome when you need it. Yeah, like when we're as I mentioned last week, we're sort of in the midst of a detect series here. We did yeah. detect evil and good last week. It's detect magic this week. Next week, we're talking about detect poison and disease. Mm-hmm. All of those detect spells are situational, yeah. kind of by their very nature. It depends on what's nearby you if you detect anything. Yeah. Uh, but detect magic is a situation that's going to come up a lot more in all likelihood than any of the other ones. Right. Um, almost anything that you would detect with evil and good would likely ping on detect magic and now that's not all the time you can have like a fiend running around that has no magic whatsoever but there's a good chance that it was conjured by conjuration magic or there's a good chance that that fiend has cast some kind of spell Um, it seems like if any of the crazy stuff that detect magic detects is happening or that detect evil and good detects is happening detect magic would find it too particularly like say with consecrated or desecrated ground like desecrated ground might have an aura of necromancy magic that detect magic could pick up yeah because even though there's different kinds of magic like primal and divine and uh, arcane it's magic is magic in dnd it's yeah this spell doesn't distinguish between any of that which in fairness would be kind of interesting actually if you had maybe separate maybe separate spells would be a little bit too situational but 
if yeah. maybe in addition to determining like the aura, like the school of magic, maybe you could determine if it's divine or um, like primal magic. Right. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. That would be that could be really helpful because like the schools of magic are fun, but they're very much just for the wizards. Yeah, the beyond the wizard class, there aren't a lot of uh, ways to interact mechanically with the school of magic, yeah. and and often they the the lines are a little blurry yeah. um, between them, and so it sometimes knowing the school can be <laughs> more confusing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it, it can, generally just knowing if there's magic within thirty feet of you is handy. It can be helpful, like if you send something that's. Uh, it's necromantic it's like uh maybe maybe we're not gonna be touching that or like uh what would be interesting conjuration is such a weird one where it's like oh this could teleport me somewhere or it could bring a creature (laughs) right into my yeah yeah particularly when it comes to say like magical traps it can be really useful to know like hey if i'm detecting evocation maybe let's cast a quick protection from energy before we go down this hallway yeah 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 um you know, if this is a necromancy, maybe have the paladin cast like aura of life or something before mm-hmm. you decide to go rushing blindly into the room. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it just gives you a little bit of information to work on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. One sure. thing that I think is also worth mentioning about the detect spells is that though they are situational, even if you cast any of these detect spells and learn nothing, like there's nothing nearby you, that's still knowledge. You've oh, for still. Sure uncovered something like it's good to know that there are no aberrations fey fiends celestials <laughs> or undead within 60 feet of you like that's useful information yeah for uh, sure same thing like even if you cast detect magic and do not detect any magic that's good information that's good to know yeah um, and so there isn't really a situation in which you can waste these spells even yeah. if they return nothing that's still that's still information you now have yeah and especially like if you're exploring uh a dungeon or something that gives you 10 minutes of like peace of mind i guess yeah 10 <laughs> minutes of, of advanced warning now once the spell non-detection comes into play everything i just said is out the window but we'll <laughs> save that for second level spells but yeah. it's a good way to mess with your players i have found is uh, <laughs> a really great dm trick is to have some clearly like glowing you know like orb of light in the middle of the room with mm-hmm. a non-detection spell cast on it so somebody's like i'm gonna figure out what's going on there like i'm gonna cast detect magic and see and it's like you detect nothing there's so no magic in the room in front of you, even though it contains something that's yeah. clearly magical. Mm-hmm. That really freaks players out. Yeah. Uh, why don't we move on to the next section of our show and talk about the character that you've come up with that specializes in detect magic. Due to Desiree, the gnome divination wizard, uh, our detect magic specialist. Uh, I picked gnome just for their have some kind of they have a little bit of resistance against magic i think it's advantage on saving throws against um against magical effects yeah specifically magical effects that target their wisdom charisma or intelligence right so not decks so not fireballs but no not (laughs) fireballs but a, a lot of stuff so just thinking of them as someone who is good at detecting magic, but also like resisting magic. I was thinking of Desiree for a really low magic world, actually, where she would be part of this like formerly great order of wizards that's 
um, seeking to keep magic alive in this um, very low magic world where magic's kind of disappeared. So they're passing their secrets on from one wizard to the next. And so at most, there's like two of these wizards around in this order. Um, and then I think for Desiree, why she's out and about and going on a quest is um, there's like a story or a prophecy in their tradition of a wizard who hid like a magical object that can help release magic into the world again. And Desiree is looking for that mind that object and or an apprentice to uh, carry on her search so that's why she's out traveling about and using detect magic to kind of find clues as to where this thing might be or to find uh, uh, someone who is expressing some kind of magical talents that she can train yeah that's cool so she, she's like a relic hunter yeah um, on the lookout for magical artifacts or, or a specific magical artifact yeah yeah that's cool that's yeah. cool i could picture a great story where maybe she teams up with like a thief rogue who's just in it for the money and it's right. just like using her to find <laughs> you know magical artifacts that he can pawn later and yeah and she just kind of grow to appreciate each other make that make for that make for a really fun campaign yeah that would be kind of cute yeah that'd be really cool like even having something register on detect magic would be a huge deal right exactly right it's like you're going through most of the campaign and there's nothing and there's nothing and there's nothing and then all of a sudden your you know dm says you sense magic you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you and it's yeah. like whoa this is big news <laughs> yeah for sure yeah I feel like Desiree would have to be like endlessly optimistic and hopeful. <laughs> just Only like, one day it does. I'm just going to cast it right now and <laughs> let's hope. And there's definitely going to be something around this corner. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that'd be cool. That'd make for a really fun story. And then her rogue friend is uh, wringing his hands, excited at the payoff. <laughs> yeah. So who's going to kill uh, Desiree? Or uh, well, there is... <laughs> Probably to, to no one's surprise, there's a lot of monsters that can cast Detect Magic because player characters tend to be covered in magic. And so <laughs> Detect Magic is a very good way for monsters to find out if players are nearby. Uh, so you have all sorts of things ranking from the Sah Sahuagan Priestess mm -hmm. and the Coatl, the Cambion, most hags, and then obviously a whole bunch of spellcasting NPCs. Uh, all the way up to most of the genies. Interestingly, you have the Dao, the Jin, and the Afridi, and not the Merid. Um, mm -hmm. So once again, we have three of the four genies, just like last week. Um, oh no, I take it back. The Merid also can cast this. So all four of the genies can cast yeah. Detect Magic. Um, I guess that's not, not a great shock. Storm Giants can Detect Magic. Okay. Uh, Pit Fiends can Detect Magic. So sure. all sorts of things. Um, but the monster that really stands out to me in the Monster Manual already as a detect magic specialist is the chull the uh the aberration sort of a weird looks like a lobster that's halfway through eating an octopus okay. um they're servants of aberrations <laughs> and they have an innate sense magic trait that allows them to cast detect magic at will only it's non-magical they just have some kind of innate sense for nearby magic and the desire to gather it and return it to their aberration overlords so yeah, they're 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 creepy and weird and very cool. And because of that sense magic trait and their low intelligence, chulls make for a fantastic like third party in an encounter. Like you and your 
your players are fighting like their enemies, some sort of maybe like their rival party or something like that, and they're slinging spells back and forth. And then just out of the water, these chulls come out because they're attracted by the scent of magic, and they just attack whoever has a spell on them, whether it's your players or their enemies. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic way to introduce a weird wrench into the middle of what would otherwise be maybe a fairly straightforward combat where you now have this third faction that's just interested in attacking whoever has magic Mm -hmm. so that's my first recommendation uh but the homebrew monster that i came up with based on uh the detect magic spell is the mage hound Mm. Um, I thought that this would be the kind of spell, particularly since Detect Magic is available to clerics, I can totally picture this as being something that like witch hunters or inquisitors would take. Yeah. Imagine a setting where arcane magic is outlawed and wizards have forced been forced to like go underground or be burnt at the stake or something like that. Mm-hmm. Picture maybe like Novigrad and the Witcher 3, um, where you have these clerics then marching around casting Detect Magic and trying to root out the the arcane corruption right um and so in uh in divinity 2 um you have the the video game you have a a similar uh situation where you have magisters hunting down sorcerers and those magisters have source hounds these like specially bred and trained dogs that can sense if someone's a sorcerer Uh, and so i thought maybe i'd do something similar and i'd come up with a mage hound and so this is a specially bred mastiff that can sense that can sniff out magic like how a bloodhound sniffs out like prey for a hunt um so i gave it most of the uh the mastiff traits i gave it a little bit of barding for some extra armor and then i gave it the same sense magic um ability that a chull has that it can detect magic within 120 feet of it in a similar way to the detect magic spell and so in that sense you would have these inquisitor types just walking around town with these hounds on leashes and the hounds are like sniffing along the ground and sniffing the air and leading them to someone who can cast a spell Um, yeah and so then to to kind of drive home that flavor they have magic resistance and then i also gave them in addition to the standard mastiff's normal bite uh, they do an extra 1d6 force damage with their bite, so they're a little bit magical, and then they also dispel one spell of third level or lower if they hit a target with the bite. Um, oh. So even just having this thing chomp on you will like end magic effects on you. Oh, crazy. Yeah, so it's, it's absolutely like the tool of an Inquisitor, um, but the fact that it's a beast could be very interesting. Like, what would... What kind of conversation might a druid have with a mage hound? Maybe it's just yeah. obsessed with tracking down arcanists, or maybe it just finds this scent fascinating and just wants to figure out what's at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, so there's there's a few ways that you can. There's a few ways that I think would be very cool to mm-hmm. uh, to to introduce a mage hound to your setting, and I think it would fit in very naturally in any place where magic is a security concern it's the sort of thing right. that the city watch would probably keep nearby yeah what would be interesting in that is if you had that inquisitor type or the guard if they got a spell cast on them could they command their hound to like bite them and dispel the the magic yeah they could yeah that they'll would be just a like situation but they'll just yeah, like they could potentially maybe roll an animal handling check to get the dog to bite them to end the like slow that they've <laughs> fallen prey to yeah that would be kind of interesting or it would be it would be kind of like 
that would be a very intimidating move to use like where like a guard would just like take that hit get the dog to bite them to end the magic and like like that guy yeah, that's not a that's a guy pain. who's dedicated to the cause <laughs> yeah yeah for sure it it could also be a cool situation where maybe you could throw the hounds off the scent by casting a spell on something maybe you like cast light on a coin and then throw it down an alley or something and the hound goes chasing after it and mm-hmm. you can make your escape or even you cast a spell on like the guard that's holding the hounds and the hounds mm-hmm. turn on him yeah 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 so I, I think that because this detect magic is in the maybe not hands in yeah. the paws of a beast with an animal intelligence there are some ways that player characters could maybe circumnavigate being found out if they're the ones that are underground and on the run right yeah that makes sense like you if they're just looking for magic in general like you could cast magic on something away from you and then yeah use it as a distraction while you make your getaway yeah that's cool i could also see like having this paired up with like a monster slayer ranger who also has like the mage slayer feet who's and they're just like this team that's like made to kill spellcasters yeah yeah if you're if you're of higher level maybe your um dm will let you take a mage hound (laughs) as a animal companion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you have this like always on detect magic and <laughs> and you can be the guy who gets the dog to bite you to get out of a spell mm-hmm. yeah yeah cool well if you are interested in picking up the mage hound stat block you can check it out at the dms guild there's a link in the description below that will take you right there and while you're there feel free to check out some of the other titles that we have uh, griffin games has been producing stuff for a couple of years now we've got a lot of fascinating titles ranging from Uh, NPC compendiums to the magic of dragons. Uh, We'd love for you to check that stuff out. So go ahead and give that a look and uh, head on over to our Twitter as well, which Mr. Tim can tell you more about. (laughs) Thanks, Mr. Derek. Uh, You can, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at player spellbook, player spellbook with one S uh, and you can rate or review us wherever you're listening and join us next week for uh, detect poison and disease. I detect the end of the series is near. In the meantime, spell you later. <laughs>